live from Phoenix FM, Oliver Buck, Mike Brown, and Darren Burrows bring you the Orient Hour. Happy bank holiday to all your Orient fans out there. And it's the final Orient hour of the season tonight, but don't be too sad because we've got an hour together to waffle away about Orient. And there's plenty to waffle through tonight because we're going to be looking at the off-field business that's happened so far. And of course, we'll be speculating about the inevitable off-field business that will be taking place over the off-season and last Sunday's FA Trophy final against AFC Fylde. Uh, but joining me in the studio tonight, we've got brains, we've got beauty, and of course, bottomless opinions. Uh, I'll let you work out who's uh, <laughs> by my side tonight. I have Mr. Mike Brown and Daddy O'Darren Burrows. Uh, now, Mike, have you had to find yourself a part-time job now to keep keep yourself busy over the summer? Nah, it's been me charging me batteries, mate. Down the pub on a Saturday, few bits, <laughs> keeping myself happy. You know, where there's no football, play our football as well, which has been quite enjoyable to watch. I've got to it's say, it's been a decent weekend yeah. of what, looking yeah. at who's going to be our. Um, our opponents next season because of course we've got a, a trip to Newport next season yeah, Josh yeah. Crome will go there and get another hat trick hopefully <laughs> <That'd> be nice <laughs> um, and Darren oh, well, it's been a week to the day then mate the FA Trophy last Sunday are you, are you still gutted are you, are you over it how do you feel uh, no I am gutted but I am over it you have to move on quickly, don't you, from the fan mm. as a football fan or a football probably player or manager. And on we move of to, le- to league football. Yes, on to league football. And, and also in the studio this evening, he's uh, he's actually seen every single second of every single game this season and he's filmed every second of it as well because... Well, it's his job. It's what he gets paid to do. <laughs> it's Elliot Byrne. He's here with us to uh, chat through. So, hello, Elliot. Welcome. You are right? How, how you doing? Yeah, we're all good, all good. Um, all good. So, let's let's... John, let's start off with that FA Trophy final. As we said, a week today, the, the game would have been just, just about finished. It would, would have all been sinking in. We would have been in Box Park, wandering back over that 90 minutes of football. It wasn't too enjoyable. Um, but, but Darren, let's, let's look away from the actual 90 minutes of football itself. Going into the game, you know, our, our main objective have been, had been achieved. It, it was kind of a free hit. It was a chance to win the double, see or in with the trophy at Wembley. But th- I don't know about you, but there was almost a strange feeling going into the game. It, it was. I do, I do know what you mean. I think that had a lot to do with the th- three and a half, four week break before the game. So that was odd. What, what, not something Orient fans are used to. And I, for one, did enjoy the playoffs like everybody that was going on. And that was nice because, as you said, Ollie, the main objective had been achieved. Um, a double, yeah, of course we all wanted to, to see Orient do a double. I know we're not going to dwell on the game, but let's be honest, first half we never got going, and in the second half we were, I don't like using luck, but three times I think we hit the yeah. beans, didn't we? <laughs> and and so. then we had Matt Harold in the wrong place that was the first that time was, uh, in about eight weeks. That, well, we, we will come on to the chances that... Were so, Sorry, am so, I getting ahead of the show? Oh, <laughs> well, we, we will come on to that, of course. Um, and we'll, we'll look back over the key moments from that game, although there were some, however much you don't really want to think about them. But still still looking in the build-up to the game, Elliot, as someone who works for the club, you know, it, 
it, it was massive from a lot of different perspectives, wasn't it? I, I don't know how the feeling was with the rest of the staff coming in to play a cup final at such a prestigious, a prestigious stadium. It must have been a special day for everyone. Yeah, I think it was. It, it, it was, as you said earlier, it was one of those games which was a, a little bit odd in terms of the, the, there wasn't a significant amount of pressure on it. We felt we could go out there and just enjoy it for what it was, which was you know a rare opportunity to to be in a cup final at Wembley. I think there was. So I think everyone was excited. Um, everyone wanted to win, of course. Um, you know, you're not involved in football not to go out there and win. Um, but I, I think on the whole, I think everyone had a, a really good day, you know, regardless of the result. I had the um, uh, pleasure of staying there that, that night and uh, talking to some filed fans that were also staying in the same hotel as me. And uh, I can tell every Orient fan out there, every one of them, without prompting, said to me that they'd rather have had what we had. Well, even after the game, um, you know, I've... Obviously, we got over the initial disappointment um, and then tried to reflect on what you know, what a good season it had been for the club um, as a whole. And seeing some of the filed players after the game, um, even they said, even in the you know the, the the initial feeling of jubilation of winning, even they said that you know it's nice to win, but we'd rather be in your shoes right now than you know spending another season in the national league. I think it worked against us as well with them uh, getting defeated so badly against mm-hmm. Salford, not really turning up. Um, I, I wouldn't say they had more hunger in their bellies than our boys because that'd be unfair on them. Th- they almost had a warm-up game, didn't they? Well, Have that experience. I think they had the experience. Yeah. On it. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that experience probably helped them. Yeah, and and, and I think just playing, uh, playing matches. Yeah, they played three what three matches. Yeah. Well, they would have a couple spent, of weeks before the yeah. game. Uh, they would have prepared longer to play on that pitch yeah. in the build-up to the playoffs the, as well. Potentially, we, we wouldn't. We we didn't do anything different in terms of we treated the match seriously. We did all the uh, build-up work that we you know we would normally do. Um, we we obviously had a warm-up game. Um, they did several weeks of training, so th- there was nothing left to chance in terms of our build-up. But match sharpness, match sharpness. You can't yeah. you can't replicate that you can't get that until you play competitive matches and mm. they've played three, three more competitive matches than us in the last two weeks I, I did see I did it see makes some, a difference it does I, I'm not, I'm not discre- I did see some people on Twitter saying and I don't think I necessarily agreed with them Mike um, it was it was people after the defeat people started you know pointing fingers and trying to pin the blame on certain things and, and some people suggested the, the celebrations after winning the league do you think that's fair or do you, do you think I, well, do you think there's any substance to that? Listen, I mean, any team wants to win the league. Like, like the boys said a little while ago, the main objective was achieved. You know, it was a nice day out at Wembley. Get the, unfortunately, we didn't get the icing on the cake. I mean, how, how many opportunities will anyone ever get to see Orient do the double? Mm. You know, you're not going to get many opportunities to see Orient do the double. Um, but I, I, I don't think you can fault the boys. You know, like Elliot said, three three weeks out, uh, under twenty three games against Villa, maybe stuck behind closed doors as well, walk training, all that sort of stuff. Like you said, you can't replicate the match fitness or the, the match environment. But they were and completely they were right, right to the blocks. They were completely right because they went on holiday. But that was there's, yeah. there's but, not. You know, it's a long hard season. You know, the charge the charge yourself. But what, what are you going to do for three weeks? You but know? well, that's I mean that's the question. Footballers have short attention spans as it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you tried that. Trying <laughs> to, trying to you know occupy them without playing matches for three weeks uh, trying to occupy anyone in that amount of time um, particularly having achieved what we had achieved which is winning the league the first time in 49 years that this club won the league mm. quite possibly the only time some of these players will do that in their careers you know yeah. not everyone's a Charlie Lee who's done it five times it's it's 
it's a massive achievement for everyone. You know, they deserved they deserved a few days off to celebrate, and and that's what they did. No one went overboard, I mean, and everyone came back in good nick and good shape, and um, and everyone worked hard in build up to the game. And I think that showed in the second half performance because I thought we were superb second half, just didn't yeah. get the luck of the draw. The, the, for me, anyone or in fan there who's critical of this bunch. Uh, and then at the moment, no, nah, I'm not having it. I'll quite happily uh, buy my pint, but I'll quite happily argue <laughs> with them all, all the way through and drink it. <laughs> nah, great, great, great bunch of lads. I'm with you. Let's say they play, you know, more competitive matches in that environment, or try to replicate that environment for three weeks, and two key players, three key players got injured in that process. People will be saying, "Oh, why don't you take them away for a couple of couple of days instead?" Completely right. You know, and yeah. you, you can't. Who who can you play? It's, that, that's that's it's, another question. Yeah. The season's over yeah. for you know. Eighty percent of eighty percent of teams. Why you know? Why would they want to play an extra? Yeah, if you're in the playoffs, you don't want to risk your players. Mm -hmm. If you you're not in the playoffs, why would you want to keep your players around a few extra days to play Leighton or anything? There's not you know three weeks is a tough period to manage, and Mm. I I felt we did everything right. And you know sometimes I'm sure Martin Lee won't won't mind me sort of repeating this but I think we all said afterwards that if our luck was going to run out at some point mm. uh, if we were going to use it all up then I think we're all quite happy to have used it all up in the league and, and had it run out in the league in the so, FA Trophy well, five, final rather than well, you know in when it mattered in the league what you're saying Elliot, that was payback for Ross Warner's keep it up is a something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, football's a weird old saying but, for life we, you know we, we did we did have moments that went in our favour during the league we campaign. Well of course, you, you have to. You have to have moments that go well to win the league. And we did. And, you know, it weren't a case of our finishing was appalling because, mm. you know, we, we got it centimetres away from going in. Mar- Marvin's one that hit the post sec one is uh, actually a really, really good header from a tight angle. A few, a few, you know, inches further. Jordan's a few inches over. Jordan's second one, which was, you know, Matty unfortunately blocked, was going in. Mm. It's just, it just well, wasn't well, at, at the end of the day, you know, it was just another game of football that we'd played 40, 50 odd other games of. And so let's let's look back towards that game, uh, Darren, because it, it wasn't really a, a vintage 90 minutes. You know, it was... I don't know, Wally, I, I thought the first half, definitely not. I thought after f- the first five minutes, we faded very quickly and they took control of the game uh, and they c- took control of midfield. And, and, and they were good. You know, they, they didn't finish fifth and get in the playoff final for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I was always a very 50-50 on, on the game going into the game. So, no, I, I, felt, I felt we didn't, I didn't play great, did we? No, let's be honest, the first half. Second half, much improved. Much improved. Elliot just said about the chances and the players and going over that again. I think every Orient fan knows the three chances. And yeah. So, you know, not dwelling on that too much. And then even in the last minute, I thought, we can still nick this and take it to extra time. And you know what? If we did, only one team we're going to win it then. Mm. And Justin was disappointed. He summed it up mm. nicely by saying he felt we might deserve more over the game. And yeah, it, um, it, it happened, as you said. We used a, probably a slice of luck up during the rest of the season. I think if you look, you know, and you look at the game we played against Fylde, um going into the, you know, the title run-in, I think um, the goal that Marvin Etteta scored, the, the corner, you know, yeah, came in. There yeah. it, it, it wasn't a lot of power on the head. It would be a ricocheted off Danny Rowe and went in. And we then, you know, won that game fairly comfortably. And, um, and that continued a very good run for us. It's it's a case of just mm. sometimes in football it hits it hits someone and goes in or you have your left back who's not scored 
run, make a great run and hit the post. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just one of the, I think I, I think I would have been on the pitch. He wouldn't have got it over his head, would he? He would have taken him half an hour. It just, it just, these things happen. I also thought as well, the free kick leading up to the goal, you know, we, we were very unfortunate with that. I, I, it's not often I berate referees. I've been on this show a lot now, and I've, I've, I'm not a referee berater, as everyone knows. But I thought, oh, come on. You shouldn't be giving that. But he did. And, and yeah, so I, I think, and, and the goal itself, I think that guy, I think that was his 33rd goal of the season. You know, he's, he's some player. He was player, I think he was, player. was he the, the pick of the, for the National League? He was the Last National League player, player yeah. Season, yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we, we, we got undone by a moment of magic. Top bins, where I don't think our keeper moved, did he? Brill, I don't know. No, you, you feel as though if he would have dived, it would have been for the cameras, wouldn't it? Really? He'd <laughs> it, it, have injured himself. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 there was no, it was a good free kick that you couldn't argue with. Um, but, but there's our initial thoughts of, of uh, the game against Alfie Filed. And um, for the last time this season, let's hear Justin's views after the game. Well, Justin, thanks for joining us. I'd imagine you feel very emotional after that uh, afternoon. Yeah, mixed emotions. Um, you know. I think when you arrive here, you, you are focused and solely on one thing, is to, to make sure you leave, leave here winners. Um, it's not a nice feeling. Um, perhaps on the reflection, it was a slow start, but certainly deserved a little bit more than we got for our second half performance. I thought we were very, very good, but yeah, congratulations to Fold. You know, um, they were worthy winners and, and, we, and we wish them all the best for next season. Because your substitutions again had a, the impact you would have wanted three times in the second half denied by the woodwork, could have had a penalty. Uh, possibly, I, I think that you know we've hit the woodwork a few times. I, I think the one when you perhaps I stood there and think it's perhaps not going to be our day is when, unfortunately, Matt Arrow caught cleared to Jordan Maguire Drew's effort off the line, <laughs> and I think you think well, that perhaps not going to be a day. But on reflection of it, again, I, I, I'm. I'm proud of the football club, I'm proud of my players, they've been incredible all season and, and the fans again today, the, the numbers that we've been backed by is quite incredible and um, you know we, we accomplished the goal to get back into the Football League, obviously this was the next to, to try and complete the double but you know it, it hasn't worked that way and players are hurting but you know they have to take a lot of credit for, for the season they've had. Charlie Lee tweeted before the game that this was his, going to be his last game for the O's. Have you made decisions about other players who might be leaving now? Yes, I have. I th I'm sure the club will, will announce that. Um, you know, Charlie Granger left in the week. I, I felt it was only fair that the players were, were aware. You know, it's been a long period where the season finished and, and we waited three weeks for this game. So, you know, they've been thoroughly professional. Um, and I think that showed in Charlie's performance when he came on. Thank you, Justin. It was a bit, bit of a downbeat press conference there from Justin afterwards, but I suppose he was just sharing the feelings of every Orient fan there. Um, we, we've touched on the game a fair bit so far, but I want to focus on uh, one of our younger players. He came in at half-time, Jordan Guadru. I thought he kind of changed the game up quite nicely, Darren. His free kick obviously hit the post as we spoke about, but he was putting strings, he was looking lively. Uh, and the one thing that this game did get me thinking is is kind of 
the way he's ended the season and the way he's just joined the club and, and the kind of player he could be for us next season, it, it's something you, something inside me is getting you know, excited. Do you know what, Lee? I 100% agree with everything you just said there. And I'm not going to say that too often, am I? <laughs> he, 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 for me, is the most exciting player we've got in the team. He, for me, did change the game. I agree with you there on that. As I say, everything you've said. Um, I think that I'm really looking forward, and I think every hour is looking forward to seeing that guy in an orange shirt more regularly next season. If we can keep him injury-free, uh, I think he could make a huge difference. Yeah, no, I think possibly the best signing of, of with all due respect, the three we made. Turley's been great, don't get me wrong. Simo's cameo and go up at Barrow. Mm. But he's the signing for me that, that really... Um, uh, I loved it. We nicked him off of Wrexham as well. I thought was right. We nicked him off of, of a rival. Yeah. What's not to like? Mm. But the, what, what, there's something inside of me, Mike, with, with Jordan, that, that you see these moments of just actual quality. And that the one thing that we maybe didn't see since him joining, it could have been because of his injuries, is that he, he wasn't being maybe allowed to show that quality week in, week out. But he, he was with a, a Premier League under 23 squad, admittedly, but Brighton had that interest in him. Mm. He's, he's got that, I'll say the word again, he's got that quality, hasn't he? Well, I just want to, before going into that, Wrexham fans, I noticed when we signed him, were making comments like, oh, good luck, boys, he's got no end quality, he's got no real class in, in the attacking end of the field. And then looking back at it now, I'm thinking, what are you on about? Because it's clear this guy has got bags of ability. His dead ball uh, is phenomenal. He could put a good ball in the box. He can obviously hit the target with free kicks, with pace as well. I think he takes. Um, I, think I, take, just, I think he takes him with different feet as well. Yeah, I think he'll take. He's a well, he's, he'll he's, choose to. I he's think. just a talented player. Yeah. Stopping. He's, he's, he's clearly his confidence. He's confident in his own ability as well. But it just shows that a player like him needs to be in an attacking side like Orion. When you look at Wrexham, they're, they're based on keeping clean sheets, nicking a game one nil. Whereas we like to score goals. I think and I think it opens him up more and it gives him more freedom to express the player he is. And I think it suits him being at Orient. I think what Orient do, and particularly uh, what Justin Edinburgh's Orient team do really well, is they allow players in the you know attacking third to um, express themselves. Mm. I think obviously players like Josh Coroma have, have really blossomed under mm. that, and I think it's a, a style that suits Jordan because he's a really nice kid. He he, he works hard. He, he's got clearly bags and bags of ability and I think I think we really got to see how good he was sort of I think it was kind of about February time um, just before he got picked up that injury mm. and he he'd scored a few goals and he was um, just I think it was having time that, and he was volley. he was he was brilliant for several games and picked up a sort of niggly mm. injury and then took I guess took a couple of games to get back going but I, I think that you know the game on, on on Sunday showed that, and I thought I thought the game um, a game against Villa under twenty threes showed how good he was as well because that's his age group. That's yeah. that's you know that's twenty one. That's that's, that's still the best to come as well. That's the players that he was playing with mm. at you know under twenty three level, and he he stood up stood well, out massively. Well, and for him to step up at Wembley and and to to play to coming at half time. And to, for a kid of his age to step on such a big stage shows the character as well, doesn't it, Darren? Shows that he hasn't got this under-23 mentality. This guy doesn't lack confidence, does he? No. And, and also, I also think about the guy, that, and I, I, he probably doesn't listen to the show, so I'll probably get away with this. I, I think he can go the whole way. 
Mm. I, I think he's the first player I've seen in an Orient shirt in a long time. Um, forgive me, I'm going back a lot of years, but it was a guy we had, Chris Bar Williams, was a little bit younger, who went on to play for Forest and Sheffield Wednesday. Reminds me of him. Mm. In terms of he's got so much ability at such a young age, mm. so much confidence and, and time on the ball, looks easy. Mm. So, yeah, I actually think he'll go the whole way. I want to I wanna go back and just actually pick up on something you said then, Elliot, about... Um, the likes of Maguire, Drew, and Caroma flourishing under Edinburgh, because so much was made of, um, of of the defensive stability when Justin came in. But as you said, it, the goals we've been scoring great goals and playing some great football as well. He he's allowing these young attacking players more, and it's more to it than just that. It's a Justin Edinburgh solid side, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that players, particularly in the attacking third. They're all quality, quality players, and you know the the best way that they're going to um, to you know show that quality is by by allowing them to bring that out. You know, allowing them to if you know like Josh Crome is obviously a great example to to you know some of the goals and some of the chances that he's scored this season where he's run a long way and you know cut inside or or beaten a defender, or taken a defender on, and and then scored it just shows obviously shows how good he is but not all managers would 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 allow a player to do that and I'm, I'm pretty sure you know in Jordan I think a lot had been made previously about making sure he was he was doing all the defensive work doing all this and that without which without allowing him to do the stuff that he is good at which is um, and not to say that he's not good at that stuff but to um, you know the, the getting forward picking uh, finding holes Crate and pass it. He scored. Uh, he scored so many goals for Dagnum, and, yes. and more. And just as importantly, so many assists for Dagnum as well. He, he's clearly a clearly a high, a, a very high quality player. Yeah. Mm. Um, and now, Darren, I was uh, moving again away from the, the playing side of things. At Wembley, there was upwards of two uh, twenty-four thousand fans sat in, the, sat in the, uh, Wembley Stadium. You know, that's similar numbers to the League One player finals that we had four or five years ago. And it's it's much different level of importance of game, you could argue, but but that must give you know the Travis and Teague a lot of positivity going forward. The the kind of numbers that are there for the support, they must they must be aiming to be selling out the Bray Group Stadium in the coming years, like week in week out. I think um, uh, one of Kent's favourites uh, discussion points when I've, I've had the pleasure of being in his company has been the 10,000 uh, new homes that are being yeah. built in Leighton. And he's right, you know, he brings it up because you can see the opportunity there. Um, I think generally, uh, guys, I think I think the support, uh, if I'm brutally honest, and I've, I've seen Orient three times now at Wembley, um, yeah, the numbers do come out, but what we do tend to have, I think, is a lot of, um, we're a lot of London people second club aren't we so there's a lot of us for Diad Orient and there's a lot of us but there's a lot of my friends for in Epping who are Tottenham fans who come and watch Orient regularly and we're gonna, always going to go to Wembley and watch us and they're passionate about us but it's not the same with all due respect to them you know if I say I could name the entire team on Wembley they couldn't anyway no look the point of the matter is the, the tendencies grew steadily yeah, the club are in a great position. Selling out the Bright Group Stadium week in, week out will depend on how well we do on a part. We all know that. Yeah. But but equally, no, yeah, I agree with you. I think the club's on the up. The, the chairman and the owner must be, must be delighted to see 24,000 people paying mm. to go and watch the club. Mm. And and those, tw well, not all 24,000 people got into Box Park afterwards, but a lot of people did get into Box Park because um, I put my head in after the game and I was I was with you, Mike. You were, you were a little bit more glum than I was. I, was, I wasn't too downbeat. 
But, you know, there was music blasting, Orient fans singing, the mm. drinks were still flowing, and we just lost a cup final. It was yeah. it, it felt a little bit surreal, didn't it? I know you were sat there with your with your moody face. But it felt surreal for me. No, it, it's good to see Orient fans enjoying themselves as well after, you know, just losing a, a cup final. But I think that's a reflection on the season as a whole. You know, if anyone would have said that, and I think Someone said this, and I can't remember who. If someone had said you get an FA Cup, uh, sorry, a, uh, FA Trophy final and win in the league, would have ripped your arm off at the start of the season. Would have all day talk, long. Talk to you know, yeah. so I don't think there's a lot to be too downbeat about. And rightly so, people, you know, a lot of fans as well, you know, like like Darren, who's been to practically every game this season, I believe, and didn't miss many. Ju- yeah, just unwinding after a long season, and I think fans en- enjoy it. You know, having a bit of time off and a bit mm. of fun as much as the players do. Well, I, I was going to ask Elliot because the fans reacted not too badly, but but how? Obviously, you would have been with the squad and the staff afterwards. And, and how did they react to that result on the pitch, especially afterwards? Because just losing at Wembley. Um. It, 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 I suppose it kind of goes there's a bit of two ways about it in terms of I think every player in there wanted to go out there and win um, you know not once and particularly I can't see it ever happening under you know with a Justin Edinburgh team that we ever go anywhere to, to make up the numbers uh, we wanted to go there and we wanted to win the match and so of course it would have been disappointment that, that we didn't do so um, but I think I think everyone had to remember this, you know, the season we had, which was, f- f- for at least you know myself and imagine for a lot of the players, one of the best seasons of their career, um, and it was an opportunity afterwards to just to to you know celebrate that because obviously everyone's about to go on holiday, you know, it'd be a few weeks till um, everyone's back together, um, so it was a you know it was a nice opportunity to to, to celebrate as a group, and um, so I think you know feelings were quite high still. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad it didn't end on a, on a sour note for them because I, I wondered if professional footballers could obviously get so involved for a game and, and hate losing. But it's, it's good to know that they didn't end on too much of a sour note. Um, now, Elliot, you can't have celebrated too hard, though, because the next day we were releasing news. You know, you, you were we had Craig Clay's um, contract, contract extension yeah. on the Monday. The, the, the club didn't mess around and get their business done, did they? Yeah, I mean, so with the retained list, um, as I think Justin said in the post-match interview, the players that were told that they were unfortunately not going to stay with the club any longer were were told in advance. So it was only fair to sort of get that news out. Um, There was no reason to to hang about on that. Um, So we took our time in delivering the news, but we we, we got that out on the Monday. And then um, Martin and... Um, and Justin been busy getting player contract extensions sorted, so it was really good to see Craig, Joe, Joby, and Matt sign up for mm. for the coming season. Because uh, you're right, we we uh, we had Joe Widdison sign his two year extension. Joby McEnough, uh, <laughs> Mike celebrating behind me. Uh, Joby McEnough signed a year extension. Matt Harold signed a year extension. Uh, James Dayton and Jamie Turley were offered new deals, and. The the fourth one's escaped me. Who was the, the fourth one? Was um, 
<laughs> so yeah, Joe, Joe Woodison, Joey McLaugh, Matt Harold, and Clay, Craig, of course it was Craig Clay with his two years the really day before. Down there, mate. <laughs> his, <laughs> you wrote the script on it. <laughs> I did. I did. That's a shambles. Just for the viewers, Ollie's gone red. The first one actually said Ollie Clay. I forgot how to read. Viewers, listeners. I forgot how to read. Love on it. Um, so, so we had all had uh, those four players commit their their future to the O's, but there were four players who have departed the club since. And, and it's, it's been a weird one, Mike. It's been sad to see them go. It almost feels fresh after the season to just see them go. But that's, that's football, isn't it? You know, we, we saw Alex Lawless, Jay Simpson, Charlie Lee and Charlie Granger all leave. And, and you know, every single one of those players... The fans like them. The yeah. fans love them as, as they would any Orient player. So it's hard to see them go after such a great season, isn't it? Well, you know, most of them, I think, have played league minutes this season, I think apart from Charlie Granger. And you look at everyone's played a key part in Orient lifting that title this season. You know, I remember Alex Lawless playing right wing back against yeah. Barnet and... Bromley. And, yeah, Bromley. Jay Simpson getting the winner at Barrow. You know, how key was that? And you know, into gets Wrexham yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. And we all love Charlie. And we all, yeah. we all do love Charlie. But his, his long throw's an absolute weapon as well. And we scored goals from his long throwings this season. So they've all played a part. You know, it, and you look at it and you think, this team's won the league. How are you but were you, su- oh, were you surprised to any of those? Like? No, I don't. Cause I, don't I, I don't think any Orient fan would have been yeah. I, I think you. Yeah, yeah. I think you can see, can't you, Darren, from... If you if you were Travis and Teague and you were sat there with Justin and Martin in your office saying right we need to we want to do well in League Two with all due respect to the names on this list, you can understand why they want to to maybe they wouldn't offer him a contract even if it was sentimental because that's that's not what a progressive football club is about, is it? No, and first of all, no, this is not what you meant. But I, I doubt Travis and Teague were involved in any conversation. If I'm brutally honest, I would imagine the conversation was purely between Martin and and uh, Justin and the other coaches. So they'd have made the, them decisions, their footballing decisions. I'm sure those are the guys who made them decisions. So, but moving on back to what I said, the retain list um, is, is what I expected, mm-hmm. and the release list is what I expected. On, on, a, on a personal note, I think uh, I'll speak for every O when I say Craig Clay signing a two-year deal was was the mm-hmm. real for me. If there was one player I wanted to see re-sign and quickly, it was Craig Clay. Uh, I also said on Twitter, I think um, the signing of Dayton, if he does sign. Whilst a punt because he's had some injuries is a punt worth taking. Yeah, 100%. If you can get that, there's another one. If you can get that one fit, yeah. you get him and, and Jordan in the side. Yeah. That is some pretty going forward potent midfield. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, with all due respect to him, he's been phenomenal this season. Joby as well. It, it gives that man time to rest as well, maybe bring off the mental striking games, you know, rotate him. And you're going to get the best out of Joby as well if you've got the likes of Dayton fit and and Jordan Maguire drew fit and Karoma fit and you know you're going to see the best out of everyone then for and, a, a and long stretch point, of the season Ollie's point Mike we're, we're sad to see these players go again he, he, I keep agreeing with him that I don't know what's going <laughs> on but, but you, you're right Ollie because the thing with that this is these are lads like you said who they've all made a contribution mm. yeah okay Charlie exception mm. but they they all, all made a contribution and, and you feel for players in that situation don't you a little bit as mm. human beings you do feel but what's good about it is that there can be other clubs noticing them in the National League and thinking, well, these guys have just come out of a team that have won a championship. Mm. So I, I think hopefully they'll get fixed up, their careers will go. Elliot? Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to sort of highlight one, how good all these four four individuals were from a personal note to, to work with. They're all, I mean, I think a lot's been made out about the professionalism. I think I think 
Justin Edinburgh in particular has been very keen to to highlight how good all these were four were. Um, I think obviously Jay's contributions to uh, Leighton Orient Football Club are, are so clear to see, particularly over you know particularly over the first spell and then and then to come in for the second spell. It was really nice to see him see him kind of, kind of complete the full circle and win the league. Mm. Um, then obviously Charlie and Alex are, are, are you know. Goes without saying that their professionalism, their their attitudes are superb. And then just finally, Charlie Granger, although he didn't get minutes on the pitch, mm. I, I think people forget how much of a contribution someone like that makes on the training on the training ground to just even just to push Brillo on a day to day basis to to help him improve as a goalkeeper, to push him to keep him his standards high. Um, everyone's made a contribution this season. Or yeah, every player on that training ground has. And, and from Charlie's point of view, there's four keepers at the club, I think, Elliot. Yeah. With janitor and sergeant in, yes. in deals. Yeah. So I think I think some of it does come down to finances, mm. does come down to who's got a contract, who's who's not. Yeah, and, 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 and Charlie, Charlie's obviously a very, very good goalkeeper, as are Sam Sargent and uh, Arthur Gennato. Yeah. We've got we've got a luxury and obviously, you know, Brillo's equaled the club record for most clean sheets in the season. We, we, we've got a real luxury in the goalkeeping department. At the do, you know, do you know the one thing that did surprise me? I'll, I'll be honest. It surprised me. I'm not saying I disagreed with it, but it surprised me that the Matt Harrell contract was sorted so quickly. And uh, uh, admittedly, he had a fantastic second half to the season. Um, you know, he scored some massive goals and he put in some exceptional performances. Can, but, but he's an ageing striker and I was, I was almost... Well, can, can I be I, honest with you, Ollie? I, I, I put the, uh, the one player that has been let go that I'm actually disappointed in, it, 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 quite divisive on social media, a lot of people really uh, not, not agreeing with me on this, which is fine, uh, and that's Simpson. I actually think Simpson will be a really good player in League Two. Um, I think they're different type of players though and I think that Karoma, Bon and Simpson are all similar more similar whereas I think Matt Harrell is a target man out and out you know what Justin's got very spot on last season was the plan B wasn't it? Yeah I mean I think I think one of the key things to have to remember with, with Matt is I'd argue that Matt's one of the most important people that we have in the dressing room he's, he's such a good character his profession like the work ethic is so high but he's such a you know, so funny he's he, he's a really nice person he he helps keep the uh, the, the he's managed a league two side <laughs> yeah, with, with he he, he's yeah. got experience he's got that league experience yeah but he, he keeps he you know he keeps the mood good at the club he's so important off the field and then on the field he, he you know he's He's one, that, he's one of those players who's really earned that contract in terms of his contribution, particularly over the last six months of the season, has, has, has been superb. He made sure that when he was coming on, he was making an impact, even when he wasn't scoring. And his goal-scoring record, by the way, is, is probably the best goals to minute that we've yeah, got in, in the squad. Is, yeah. um, so, you know, he does, he does contribute when he, when he is on the pitch. And... And as Darren says, I think he, I think he's right. He's another option to 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 Macca and Josh and um, and James. So that obviously does does help that he can come on and be uh, be a different option and help change the game if we need to. But um, he, he's he I can't speak highly enough of Matt. Mm. You, you mentioned James. Am I right? I think he's been put on the transfer list. Yes. Yes. Now. James has been put on the transfer right. list. And it, again, uh, again, another one. It's so easy to say this about everyone, but uh, I don't know if anyone noticed at, at Wembley at half-time, um, James was out there. He wasn't in the squad, but he was out there doing the warm-ups with the with you know the fitness coach, um, trying uh, with a smile on his face and stuff like that. 
that attitude that he's got is another one is so he's so happy so And, and someone like James Alarby, who um, is on the transfer list, if no one comes in for James, you can tell he's the kind of character from what everything Elliot's just spoken, and Elliot's in a better position than any of us to talk about it, but you can tell he's the kind of character that, that the management will happily have him around. Mm. Not, he's not going to be training with the kids, this guy. And all of a sudden, a few injuries, yeah, the guy gets in the team. <laughs> Check a trade it, trophy. It can, it can, yeah, it can, it can change. And, and I think we've we've all seen it with James that he he he's more than capable of making an impact when he's on the pitch. Yeah. He, he <coughs> you know, it, we we talk about fine margins in football, and you, you look at the contributions that he's made over the season. That could have arguably been yeah. that just that little bit extra that secured us the league title. The Barnet performance, the the goal against Halifax. Yeah, so, now yeah. those games when you. When you put them into the context of us winning the league by three the points, the Salford oh. player he stuck in row Z on the first game. <laughs> that it was him who set that uh, precedent with that mentality. Well, smashing that, Salford. That, that alone, just that commitment. Yeah. yeah. Um, early on in the season, in the first game of the season, it showed what Leighton Orient were all about. That season. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Another departure I picked up on this week, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Mark Darren, um, it was our physical performance coach, Michael Amoa. Uh, he, he was let go by the club. And looking at our games this season, you know, a lot was made of our, our fitness in the later end, in the later stages of the game. He's, he's, he's a coach who's just won promotion. It's, it shows again how how tough this game can be, how brutal football can be, doesn't it, Darren? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Look, let's not pretend we don't know what's gone on there. Some, something, you know, clearly Justin has made a decision. Um, in Justin we trust. Um, I'm sure Michael's an exemplary fitness coach. Um, but Justin wants to go in a slightly different direction. And, and again, every Orient fan at the end of a championship winning season, you, 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 you think, don't you, that, that your manager deserves every respect when he's making these decisions. And I don't think we're any different as Orient fans in that respect. We're going to say, Justin, you know what, you've made a call. Uh, and, and we move on. He's made some. He made well, some big yeah. calls from the from the second he came yeah, in, didn't he? The brilliant, brilliant goal, and yeah, yeah. It, we've got to let him make these decisions. And, and it, it feels almost wrong to question him, doesn't it? I think. You're, I think. I think to be fair to you, Ollie, I think you're more pointing it out and, and sort of raising the question. Mm. I don't think. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing that you're asking the question. Uh, and I think. It, you know, I, I don't think it'd be fair to ask Elliot, if I'm brutally honest. Mm. You know, it, it's not what Elliot's here to, to talk about, but. In all honesty, these things again go on in in, in football. They go on in all in they all, do, in all they businesses. Do. Yeah, and, and and as I say, the, the guy will have been part again, part of a successful club. So that'll be on his CV. Yeah. So yeah. let's hope that everyone moves on quickly. Mm. And 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 yeah. Well, well, so that's that's enough of, of kind of our players for the moment. Because, as always, as soon as the season ends, you know, there's so many names that are punted around online. People looking at other clubs' retained and released list. Looking at the people who might be available or players they'd like. Uh, Darren, have you have you had a look yet? Or do you kind yeah, of just no, wait um, and... 
Ollie, you, you come in to ask me that question because you probably know how sad I am. And not, <laughs> I, 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 I do read the retain list not once, not twice. I've, I've actually read it three times, and uh, for every club from the Premiership down to uh, the, the League Two, I, I just the kind of yeah. There's a couple of players that spring to mind that I think you know one that is very very obvious, which was Paul McCallum. Uh, ex-Orient player uh, had a great season in the National League turned down a contract uh, offer at Eastleigh so I think uh, for me having a, another target man um, to go alongside Matt Harold as the plan B and I think that will be Justin's style next season Do I, don't, I don't know we've got to replace those outgoing and obviously Jay Simpson is the I think Justin's probably keeping Harold as that target man. I think we'll probably maybe be looking for something different to replace Simpson. Yeah, but I also go back to what I said a minute ago, really, and I think that Simo is similar to to Bon in stature and 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 Karoma in style. So I think I think McCullum's. Um, I think personally, why don't we want to have two target men and two um, channel men? If that's the right word. I don't know the right word is, guys, but players are... Forwards where you play it into their yeah, feet and forwards yeah. where you play it into, into their head. And the, the other one, though, going on the... Tr- um, I've noticed that uh, Dal Sweeney is, is also uh, Barnett, um, centre-half. Now, I know we've got some centre-halves, but we all know Turles hasn't signed a new contract yet, so he's... You know, and again, you, you want at least two players in every position, don't you? So, so I think Sweeney at Barnett is a, is, a, is a player that really impressed me when we played Barnett. Mm. So yeah, he, they're my two, Ollie. If you had to give me, mm. well, because realistically as well, well, we'll be looking to sign. I'm guessing two centre midfielders as well, Mike, as well as a striker. Yeah, I think probably two, more than two, for when it but, comes but, to centre midfield. But what, what do you think we'll actually be looking for? Because we, we've lost Charlie Lee, who was he was a bit of a leader. He, he had a bit of a rough game. His his headers and his physicalness in that middle of the well, park was ex- exceptional. Lawless as well was that experience. What, what what kind of range? What kind of market do you think we'll be looking for in for that for midfielder? Me personally, I wouldn't mind seeing Orion signing out and out ball winner. Someone who's going to have that physical presence in the middle of the park. Um, do you think that's that, that's what we need to replace Charlie with? Yeah, really, because Craig Clay's shown time and time again he's got that, that physical side into his game. He's also got the distribution. You, you're always going to have the quality depending where Joby plays, whether it be, it's on the wing or in the centre of the park. He's He's got quality wherever the pitch. I just think we need an, a, another ball winner. Someone, you know, not afraid of getting stuck into the 50-50s. Physical, going to brush brush off their um, false nine players or their attacking midfield, midfield players. Win the ball, lay it off to your Clays or your Jobies and let them... Do you think we have to look at trying maybe bringing in a few more experienced heads to, to to be part of the whole squad, considering we're losing Charlie Lee and, and Lawless Ellie? Because, or, or, or do you think we should maybe expect the others to start stepping up? Your likes of Josh Coulson to maybe play that role a bit more, or your, I don't know, your Craig Clays. Um, sort of a, a, a difficult one in regard to. I don't think you necessarily need an experienced player to to play. A leadership role. Uh, I think, I mean, Josh Coulson is, uh, I think we're fortunate we've got a lot of leaders. Josh Coulson's a leader, you know, we've got Joe Witherson, Dean Brill, Jovi Mackenough, you know, there's qualities in, you know, Macca for example, uh, 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 as well as, you know, a bunch of the other players who can definitely step up and, and, and fill those roles and I'm, I'm sure they will. Um, so I'm not sure if we are to bring any incomings in that it will be from let's that bring, point of view, bring an experienced player in to you know to to t- 
taken. You feel as though the signings are going to be more kind of progressive, don't you? Looking at the signings that we've made so far as a club as well, your Jordan Guadrews, Brophy's, your Lings, yeah, I, even I, with trying to get Gormans and the Larbies, we're making progressive signings, do you think? Yeah, then? I mean, I, I can't talk about the, Obvious, oh, the club's trans business. I can't and I won't, won't speak on Path Martin for what they're looking for, but as, as, as a think, fan, I think. So we're not signing Messi then, Ellie. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that. I'll take that. <laughs> um, I, I think well, just as every transfer that, that has done, and, and something that Martin and, and Justin have done particularly successfully, is that they'll make sure they know about the character of the player as well as obviously the abilities, mm. abilities he brings on the field uh, before bringing any player in. So mm. I'm sure, once again, like we've done so, 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 so well, mm. is that every player that comes in will just be another really good character to have in the team. Mm. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. A, a player we haven't mentioned much today, uh, Gorman, mm. uh, who had a, an indifferent season, if, if, if we're brutally honest. He's another one. He's he going to have a brilliant season yeah, next year, 100%. Yeah. And because he's going to have a full, a full, I think Elliot's putting his money where his mouth is. And fair play to you, Elliot. I and, 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 but I agree with you, and, 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 and I think we know why, and it's going to be the pre-season, isn't it? Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got, he's, he's, got yeah. All the ability in the world, and I have no doubt that someone so, of his character will will bring it out. I, I, I think. I think signings will come I'm in. Cool. I, I, I'm quite happy. I think I think Dale Gorman will have a really really good season for the club. Uh, next and, year. And, and I agree with you there, Darren. I think signings will come in, and I think they're going to be. And I'm not allowed to say what I think. Well, I'm not going to say what I nearly said live on radio, but I think they're going to be. Um, I think they're going to be good signings. Very good. I think, <laughs> yeah, very good. I, think, I don't think Martins and the team are going to mess around in this transfer the, window. The, 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 the signings um, under Justin, and I know, don't get me wrong, Martin done brilliantly putting the team together, didn't he? A squad together, sorry, when he had to so quickly. But if you look at the, the three, go back to the three signings, yeah, every one of them, every one of them's made a difference. And in, in the last one, we spoke about him a lot on the show today, and that's Gold, uh, Gordon, Jordan, yeah. He is, we all think he's going to be phenomenal. All four of us have, have, have all nodding our heads, uh, listeners, saying that, that we think he's going to be great. And then we've got Gorman, which we say. I, I think as well, what we'll look for is some established League Two players. That's my hunch. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we looked to, to Mid-League One Possibly, as well. Yeah. I think Possibly. there'll be money spent. I really do. I don't know why. I have this feeling that... That there's going to be some in, intent with I mean, our signings. I, I, I even look at League Two, and you know, even with Bradford in that league, and you know, Salford probably again would be splashing the cash. I still think we're one of the most attractive clubs to sign for in that league, still, in my personal opinion. So, I think that it won't be a case of Orient saying, "Will you sign for us?" I think there'll be a, a, a floor of players wanting to sign for Orient, per se. You know, I, I think we will win. With our owners and the way we're rising, got the club back, the fan base and everything else, you know, coming back together. I think teams will be wanting to play for Leighton Orient. You, you, think, than, you think players will be wanting to become into Leighton Orient? Yeah. yeah. I'll take no, your point. And, and also, being a London club, mm. when you get you know some, some of the lads that um, want to come back and sign, just a player I throw out, I'm not saying we're going to sign this guy, by the way, but really impressed me, and he's at Chesterfield, Bim Williams. I don't know if he's in a contract with them, yeah. but he's a London lad. Mm. And, and I think that sometimes that helps. 
because they want to be around their friends, their family. So, yeah, I, I think the club are on the up in that respect. I didn't think it was that bad when we had him, you know, for that awful period that we had. I didn't think it was that bad of a player. Talking about Jerome Bidden Williams. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The, guy, the guy Chesterfield yeah. that we had on loan. Yeah, I, I don't think it was, it was that bad. And do you know what? If, if he's looking for cover in that position, I don't think that'd be the worst Again, player And, and he, he was a mentor against us. Mm. And he's a London lad, as I say. Yeah, and he's the kind of player that I'm sure will be on Fozzie's and, and Martin's and Justin's radar. Not not saying they're going to sign him, but he'll be spoken about. For, for sure, for sure. And I'm sure there could potentially be some outgoings as well, but I, I feel like maybe we shouldn't... I feel comfortable almost that Travis and Teagle deal, deal with that in the right way with any young stars we've got going I out. I think whatever happens, ins and outs, I think Justin and Martin will get it right. Yeah, no, yeah. and that they've shown that they will do. Because um, they've got such a massive job on their hands as well looking towards League Two. It's, it's, a, it's a massive step up. And, and not only on the pitch and with the squad is it a step up, but off the pitch as well, Elliot. Um, obviously, as your role as the media manager and, and commercially, you know, everything about the club is going to have to take a step up, isn't it? Uh, but, but how's your job and your operations? How, how, does that, how does the step up to League Two affect you? I mean... In, in fairness to, to the club, I'm not sure it's going to be dramatically different in terms of, I think, as, as an operation, uh, the club has operated as a League 2, League 1 club for the last, you know, d despite being in the National League, we, we had a fairly extensive group of staff for, for, for a club in that division. We, we operated professionally. Um, so I'm sure it'll be in that, in you know, in that case as a, as an organisation as a whole, be a, a basically just same again, but try and progress where we can um, and try and take that, you know, that step up. And uh, from a personal point of view, I've been media manager at the club for for 18 months now, so um, I, I've had time to try things out, evaluate, you know, where things have succeeded and where things could be improved and. Um, We've got, you know, we've got lots of ideas moving forward to how we can progress uh, our department even further, where we can, where we can take that step up and 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 you know and become a better media department as a whole. Well, because Richard Bernstein's been in touch on Twitter, and I think he makes quite a good point in his tweet. Because yeah. well, well, he asks how different will it be on the media side of things in the English, in the, in the football league, yeah, so as opposed to the national league, because. It's a step up to a more professional setup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, in, in regards to obviously, like a, a, from a league point of view, we'll be supported far more than w w we have been in the national league. There's, there'll be a, a, a lot more infrastructure there to, uh, you know, accommodate what we're trying to do. Um, we're obviously so I'll kind of merge two points into one. So we're we're, we're currently in the process of um, building our new club website. So. Um, Obviously, we our website is currently operated by the EFL Digital platform. Um, every, nearly, well, most clubs within the football league are operated under. It's sort of a kind of like a template thing where they they it was to accommodate the clubs that you know obviously didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of staff, didn't have a lot of knowledge in the area of websites. So everyone had a, a working website which does its job, covers all the bases you need. Um, it's really easy to to work with um, and then there's sort of deals in terms of how they how they take revenue from it and um, you know it's, it's good at what it does but 
can I ask you, so what do you think the fans can look forward to next season? You're able to give us a little bit of an insight. And yeah, so in terms of, I'll, I'll just continue on the, the website point. Um, so we, we obviously wanted to make the decision to, well, we decided we wanted to step away from that platform, um, create something that actually works for, for us as an organisation, something that can be tailored for our supporters, tailored for our needs. Um, I think think we, what does that offer to the fans? What, what, what will we see on this website that we can... So a part of the process obviously is just evaluating what what our users use the website for and um, primarily a web, website is used for finding news out um, and you know that will be obviously be the key key part of the website but I think with the, the rise of social media and particularly you know the likes of Twitter now that people don't go on the website really in the same volume anymore to, to, to see what the news are because they if they go on Twitter if they go on Facebook that's what they're going to see um, so the challenge is to, to d develop, a, you know, almost another reason for people to use the website. So it's going to be largely next season. I think it'll be the home for our video content. Uh, we're going to uh, change the way that our video platform works. So there'll be more detail on that in due course, but it'll be far more accessible for people than the current, uh, as it's called, Ozone platform is. Um, so will that be Ozone next season? It will. It'll be. It'll be rebranded, so it won't be Ozone. Um, but it it will work in a similar sort of way, but the like the subscription service will be very much different. We're not going to, um, you know, we don't want to. We want people viewing our videos. We don't. We don't want. We don't want to restrict that to people. Um, there's obviously guidelines that we have to follow, uh, uh, regulations that we have to follow. So. Um, for example, any live content, so live video, live audio, has to be behind a paywall. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, but we'll have the freedom to choose with our, our actual behind-the-scenes content whether to put that up. And then I think we're going to make a lot more um, use of statistics. Um, you know, another reason we're going to make the website like a, a real hub uh, on a match day for people to to find out what's happening before a game, what's happening after a game, and, and to see stuff about the match that you can't see anywhere else. You know, we, we want to get as many statistics on there as possible about players as individuals, but also, you know, match stats, stuff like that. We want to we create a new reason for people to, to visit the website, step it away from just the, uh, just the news. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it, uh, yeah, I mean, without, you know, wishing it sort of blow smoke it, I already think the club do a fantastic job in this area anyway mm. and, and mm. like you're right there is more stuff on, on, on Twitter for example um, but the website for me is already very good so I'm, I'm sure you're only going to improve it and, and make it better um, one thing I don't think we'll all miss with the National League is waiting until 10 o'clock uh, <laughs> on a Sunday to, to watch the goals game can you give us any insight into how quickly we'll be able to get goals um, so goals will be 12pm um, no tw yeah 12pm on the s Sunday um so, but I, I'm pretty sure they'll be available uh, on Sky Sports before that. But um, the advantage of being our own website is that we'll, we'll get the freedom to continue with our own highlights. Um, so we'll continue doing them with the multi-angles, the, um, you know, the replays. So we'll try and we'll continue to try and make them as, as best quality as we can make them. And then just with the other thing that obviously that helps from being in the Football League, National League is, is live streaming. Obviously, some of the live streaming is something that we've been trying to implement this year. Um, and it's not, uh, be fair to say, it's not always gone as well as we would have liked it to have done. But we're obviously trying to create, trying to do something that 
wasn't being done in the league. The, the infrastructure wasn't there with other clubs. Um, the, the desire really wasn't always there with other clubs. So we're now entering in an, an, into an environment in which we will get far more support on that, and um, that should help take the take the product and and take it that even step further and, uh, and make it a really good product for for supporters that live in overseas. Is there a, a time frame on his website? Will it be available um, soon? Or it will be available season? early to mid July. Um, so we're, we're designs have already been done. It looks great. Um, currently in the build building of it, there's still ways to go. But um, no, it's, I'm I'm really excited about it. And just a thank you to all the supporters who uh, contributed to our survey because all all your opinions have really helped. Um, you know, in that design process as well. Nice. Well, I, well, I'm looking forward to <coughs> kind of seeing the improvements that the club can make in a hold just because of the more professional standard will now be at as a club. Um, one thing that was made kind of quite a big deal of on social media and, and throughout the fan base, and that there was rightly so quite a lot of worry, and, and that was about the academy, Darren. You know, if we if we, if we we stayed down, the academy yeah. would have closed. I had to be reworked into a, some new kind of scheme. But we're up. We've got the academy. Nothing changes. And and I was having a think earlier today, actually, when I was, when I was putting this script together, and I thought... What we've got as a football club is is quite spectacular. I'm not sure, I don't know off the top of my head, the level that other football clubs in the Football League have the, the, the number of academy graduates as we do. We could put out, I realised next season potentially, a whole 11 um, of Leighton Orient Academy graduates. Is that right? That's a yeah. question. Uh, you'd have to have like Arthur Janata playing on the wing, but <laughs> there are two goalkeepers in there. But you'd, next season in our professional squad, we could have we could have eleven wow. academy graduates. Yeah. That, that's 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 great. I think um, I've said it before. You, you hear in every ground, don't you, when um, Harry Kane gets the ball for Tottenham because he obviously learned everything at Orient anyway. Uh, all the Tottenham fans singing he's one of our own, mm. and, and we're not different. We like to see players come through. I had the pleasure of seeing um, uh, Sweeney, uh, my uh, yeah, yeah. debut at Wrexham. I thought he was great. He was brilliant. Um, we've all seen uh, Audridge. I can't pronounce the lad's name. Thank you. Um, he, he's another one. So, well, well let's let's take a look at that um, at the academy graduates because, of course, you've got Sam Sargent and Arthur Janart and goal. Sam Ling came through the academy. Miles Judd. Dan Happy in defence. You've got the four new ones who have been offered... Josh Karoma. Uh, well, obviously, yeah. Josh Karoma. So Shadrach, Jaden. You've got Shadrach Oggy, who's already got his professional. You've and got Hector. Arthur on the wing, yeah. as you said. Exactly, Arthur on the wing. And then you've got Kiprianu, Janata, Shabani and Sweeney have just been offered professional deals. You've got Soterio. It's, yeah. it's quality in all areas, Elliot. And, and, it's, uh, it's, it's, and it's, these are players that are pushing for the first team as well. Yeah, it's, it's one of those that through all the tumultuous times that we've had as a football club in recent years, um, there are a few, uh, other than the way that we've bounced back, there are positives to have come out of it, I think. Um, obviously, the way that the fans have united, um, and, and, and I think that's key to why we've grown our support base in the, mm. in the time that has come since. But also, like the academy's only gone strength to strength. The players players that we've had the you know you, you look at the players that won have gone on to to you know higher clubs and then the ones that stuck around there's a, the the amount of talent that has come through in the last mm. three or four years is is superb and i think mm. it's it's of course it's been a tough year for for um everyone connected with the academy it's been you know you forget they don't know what's happening there's been a lot of uncertainty and they you know they've had to work through that and i think they've done a really really good mm. job uh 
through that and I think um, we're only going to see the academy go strength to strength from now on oh, well I'm looking forward to it and you know lastly Mike before we wrap up for the season are you looking forward to League 2 how big do you think that jump's going to be I can't wait for League 2 if I'm honest no, no more going into these away grounds with these little stubs made of paper proper football tickets zip back in me hand now <laughs> can't wait for it you know no, I, I think we'll cope it's just fine I think we'll be just fine on that, on that what are you expecting from that, that step up in the football quality um, I think the it would be better in, 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 in quality, but not by a massive amount, if I'm honest. I think towards the lower end of that table, I think there's not much difference mm-hmm. in quality between mm-hmm. that and the National League. But I think mid-table and above, the quality is obviously there to be seen. But I think we'll be just fine and I can't wait for it. <laughs> Darren, you must be buzzing for League Two yourself. Some more grounds on there to go to. I, I think we've got to end it with champions! <laughs> champions! Right, it does feel good. Because Elliot, you're... And, Back at professional level as well, isn't it? Yeah. For yourself personally. Yeah, no, it's going to be really excited for it. It's been going to be a, a, another great season. I'm, for the sure, club, no I'm sure all you fans cannot wait to get back there. And I want to say thank you to all of you for listening so far this season. Thank you to Mike and Darren for joining me. And of course, thanks to everyone who made this show possible. Chris Hood, Andy Gilson, Paul Golder, all of you for listening every week. We'll see you next season. And yourself, back in Ollie. League two. And, and, and thank yourself, you. Mate. Thank well, you. Well, and we'll see you in League uh, Two. Up the O's.